when you tune in tonight to the podcast. Open up your mind to the hardest tag. When you turn this podcast on, you think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a saddie. It's a hardest tag. <laughs> Everybody listen. It's a hardest tag. Tune in tonight. It's a hardest tag. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Welcome to New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures, and we do mean every. This episode is such an example of every, probably the most every episode we've ever done. Um, I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Hey, uh, my car just broke down. Do you have a job? <laughs> and Erica? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we're not alone. Uh, somehow, we have a guest joining us for this episode. You will remember her from our episode on Warlock and the host of the Schlock and Awe podcast. Lindsay Wilkins is returning Yay! to the podcast. Thank you for joining oh, us, Oh, thank Lindsay. you for having me. And for not thinking this was a terrible idea. Oh, we'll see how that happens. But no, someone had to stand up and defend New Zealand after this movie. We're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, we appreciate that you are coming to the defense of, of your homeland. And, and thank you for joining us for June Gloom. We ended Mark's miserable, marvelous May, one of our most popular months ever, and we're immediately going into June Gloom. An examination of New World's deepest dramas and their most depressing movies, so don't let anybody say we don't know how to give our audience what they want. <laughs> Highs and lows, I mean, this that's movie, what we promise. <laughs> this movie makes Crimes of Passion look like the naked gun. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the movie, of course, that we are all gathered, assembled here, together. Gathered today. Let's bow our heads and let's get, get ready. Let's bow our heads and remember 1984's Heart of the Stag. In a country of unmatched beauty, in a place where everything seems unspoiled and innocent... One young woman knows nothing is what it seems. I haven't met my daughter, Kathy, have you? We don't stand on ceremony here. Am I right, Kathy? <laughs> At least I'll make you laugh. No, I'll get away. Okay. Uh oh. Where have you been? 
Hoping for a ride. All this time, getting worried about you. Kathy's in trouble. Well, what sort of trouble? I don't know. But she is. Mr. Jackson doesn't like anybody touching what's his. There's some things gonna be told. Nothing has to be told. Otherwise, they just pull it out. Not everything has to be told. Why don't you go away from this place? Go to town for a bit. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. You're no different to any of the others. You just want to screw the farmer's daughter. Who is there, Mr. Hart? Oh, boy. Well, you're very light. Spoil a trophy. I want you gone. I want you gone. I want you to get out of here. Too late for what? Too late for what? Too late for what? Too late for what? Heart of the Stag, Spoiler, an unforgettable, trailer. uncompromising, oh, yeah. extraordinary human yeah. drama. Mm-hmm. Heart of the Stag. <laughs> yes. Yay. Oh. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey. Hey, chin up, everybody. We're talking about 1984's Heart of the Stag, sponsored literally by the New Zealand Film Commission, which funded this film. Yeah, yeah, they did. funded this. Yeah, this is thank that's you. who made it. Yeah, yeah. No, the New Zealand any film that comes out of the New Ze- uh, New Zealand is generally funded. This yeah, isn't something that they just like show in high school in New Zealand. It's like this is part of like <laughs> New Zealand Heritage Month. Oh, thankfully not. No, no, we got once we by that stage we were getting once more warriors, which is equally as happy. Uh, it, uh, but no, for some reason they don't tend to show the uh, New Zealand incest movie uh in in high school and it's not <laughs> okay very good you been the south island kathy no she hasn't west coast caramere i was actually brought up in central otago this is directed by michael firth who had previously directed 1976's off the edge a skiing documentary which was nominated for an academy award so this was his follow-up this is his follow-up, yeah. and uh, here's Firth explaining why he did Heart of the Stag. I'd read something about incest, and uh, maybe I was just wanting to do something, um, I don't know, I just sort of chose to get away as far as I could from off the edge and delve into a very dark kind of part of New Zealand life that doesn't really get talked about. Yep. Wait, wait, hold on. Is this a part of New Zealand <laughs> life that you guys just well, we don't just talk de- about? We definitely or? do not talk about it, no. Is, um, but, but could you say all life that we don't talk about, or is this like just a New Zealand thing? I, I, just, I need clarity. <laughs> just, just yes, the, the way yeah. he's phrasing that is not partic- is a little bit condemning of the country of New Zealand. Yeah, it is, because unfortunately you do not know what happens on those farms. So it's, it's a hard thing to really gauge. Um, but no, I would say hopefully it... Mm. Well, we definitely don't talk about it, at least anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very passive aggressive, quiet people, overly polite. We definitely saw that. I definitely saw that in this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, she's in trouble. Oh, is she? Okay. Walks away. I'm like, yeah, that would be a New Zealand conversation. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, no matter what country you're from, from this is a hard one to just bring up at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that's 100%. Yes, it is. Yeah. But okay. Even this... when the dinner's a delicious homemade soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which 
we're uh, hold on. I need to talk about that scene. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. So okay. Put a pin yeah. in. All right. We'll put a pin yeah. in that. Uh, he goes on from this, Michael Firth. He goes on from this to the drama Sylvia. Another. Uh, that sounds like another uplifting movie that we can all really sink our teeth into. I believe it's a real story about a New Zealand teacher that taught Maori uh, children how to read. She was a teacher. An artist, a woman of courage, compelled to fight for her island's native children. Okay, uplifting. Mm -hmm. Okay, in that case, I was wrong. And then another film that I would like to see that blends his love of skiing and drama, which is 1987's The Leading Edge, with professional skiers playing themselves in a dramatic story. So, okay. When it comes to Heart of the Stag, however, I think Firth, said it best when he said this. It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial film, in hindsight. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. You are correct. Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight (laughs) is... I mean, through pre-production, the writing stages, the production stage, post, then he went, you know what? In hindsight. So (laughs) this is a tough one to sell, as it turns out. It's... (laughs) It's really that second edit when you're like, uh, hmm. huh. who, huh. who is the crowd huh. for the incest drama? And if they're too huh. enthusiastic, <laughs> they should be arrested. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't right. know that I want right. the answer to right. who no. is the crowd. The person <laughs> who's in line, who creates the line for the matinee. <laughs> right, right, right. He's on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, this stars Bruno Lawrence, who is a musician turned actor who played drums for a variety of Australian and New Zealand bands, including Max Merritt and the Meteors, the musical and theatrical cooperative uh, BLURTA, which is actually stands, it's an acronym that stands for Bruno Lawrence's Electric Revelation and Traveling Apparition. Wow. wow, wait. I would have never mm. guessed Can that. Can we have that if, again? If, I, if you had told yeah. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a title. Yeah. Bruno Lawrence's Electric Revelation and Traveling Apparition. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he had a band called Quincy Conserve, where he wrote the song Ride the Rain. When the sky is falling down on you, all right. It doesn't matter what you say or try to do. The only way to be greeted is to greet it. Have you ever had your head up in the clouds before? Have you ever had it not to want no more? If you haven't, then you better come with me. say that's a bona fide jam i think chicago might be requesting royalties but <laughs> goddamn, that yeah. is a jam yeah that got i remember that song getting played of that? Really? really yeah yeah 
I remember that. I remember that song. I didn't realize it was Bruno Lawrence though. So I'm like going, oh yeah, it makes so much more sense. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a killer song. I love that. I had yeah. to find it because I found out he wrote it. So I was like, okay, I got to hear this. And then once I heard it, I was like, well, I have to play it because that is a pretty kick-ass little track. So was he the singer? I believe he is playing drums for that, oh, and he wrote the song. But okay. I don't think he is singing. Nice. Tell, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I don't expect you to know uh, everything about Bruno Lawrence, Lindsay. But if you happen to know, uh, I always thought he was a drummer. I didn't realize he, he was a. Uh, I didn't think he sung, but like, he could have been. But yeah, I, 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 ah, I knew he was a drummer when he wasn't acting. He he would start acting in the early '70s, eventually appearing in movies like 1980s Goodbye Pork Pie. A classic. And 1985's The Quiet Earth, both directed by Blurta member Jeff Murphy. Yeah, mm. He also played Willie, a member of Colonel Straker's team and battle truck. <gasps> what? Yeah. No shit. If you were lying, then I'd have to give you to Willie. He has a few games he likes to play. They were real good on dogs. The dogs don't have nothing to confess. And he would go on to appear with Anthony Hopkins in uh, Spotswood and eventually uh, end his career at the Australian comedy series Frontline in 1994, which he only did the first season of, after, uh, and then he passed away the following year. Hmm. He also has some very strange hair for a bald guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're gonna jump to like things we hated, that was that was the thing I hated the most. Is... <laughs> That hair, that hair is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. Like, you gotta, like. You know what it reminded me of? It's not long, but it. It reminded me of those, um, you know, like when we were younger and you would get those cardboard faces with the plastic over it and there was magnets inside and the face was bald right, and right, didn't right. have you eyebrows or hair yeah. and you, you drag, drag the up, magnets you drag up the pieces. and you drag yeah you drag the magnets and you put the little bit of uh, iron yeah on like the, the shavings the, uh, yeah. on it you mm-hmm. had to make the eyebrows and the mm-hmm. hair and it, that's what his hair looks like <laughs> his hair wasn't long but it was long and it was it's like he wanted an exclamation mark around his head to show how bald he was. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I can't accentuate enough mm-hmm. how bald I am. Yeah, yeah you, you see him from the side once, and he has just hair around his dome and not on the top at all. But he's he's grown the hair on the side, the one that's just above his ear, and he's combed that forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. one right. just the right. just in front the, of the but ears. It's just in front of the ears. Cover the ears. It's long right. enough to cover the ears too. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, just covering it, it, the ears and really combing amazing. that part forward. And then the very top part that still has any sort of hair, he just lets that go wild. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to cover the top. And yet there's an expectation that he is attractive to the opposite sex with that magnificent hairdo. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to ask. Would you look at him and would you be able to look past that hair and say, sure. You're yeah, he's a drummer. Knows. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's a drummer. Like, does he drum? Yes. Imagine those hands, Mark. Who cares what the look? Who cares what the hair looks like? Okay, okay. <laughs> he just has to bust out two index fingers and start banging away on some wood. And I'm like, buddy, I'm in. in. In, Wait, are in. you saying that all he has to do is finger bang uh, some yep. wood? Wow. Oh, boy. No, that's that, what you said. Wanna, those oh, are you your said words. that. That, that is your words. That is the, your words, Mark. Your, do not put okay. those words okay. in my mouth. All right. <laughs> okay. 
Don't right, you put good. that spoon in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are looking at a prime example of, of New Zealand uh, magnetism right there with, with, with Mr. Lawrence. So, uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, he's a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's, if he's getting laid for the same reasons Phil Collins Exactly. Is. <laughs> true, that true. man has been married okay, multiple totally. times. Touche. Totally. Touche. Yeah. Phil Collins has finger banged a lot of wood. In his time. <laughs> that is so, your words. Again, I'm say your again, words. Your words. Your words. I'm gonna let you live with mm. that. That is your. You need to live with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not to skip the things I love, but I love Bruno Lawrence's <laughs> performance in this. He thinks he's very good, and I love the fact that they did have a romantic leading man who looks like Bruno Lawrence. <laughs> I'm like, this. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> By the way, I read an article, Lindsay, about Bruno Lawrence from one of his friends uh, on his passing. Yes. And he mentioned a lot of his uh, wild drug-taking past. He was a bit of a wild child, did a lot of uh, live fast. That isn't what ultimately came to his demise, but uh, he, he was kind of a wild child. And uh, in the article, uh, his friend said, oh, he was definitely a hoon. Oh, a hoon. Uh, a hoon is someone who drives very fast. I think it's probably the, to get a one-to-one comparison between describing what a hoon is. Oh, I haven't heard that word for a while. Um, yeah, it is someone who would generally drive very fast, um, drag racing, kind of a bit of a brat. Yeah, that, I, it was a bit of a hoon. It was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just getting flashbacks to my childhood for a second. <laughs> <laughs> here's where you can watch heart of the stag and you can watch it on our youtube page it's one of the only places you can watch heart <laughs> of the stag it is not in a lot of places which is why it's a movie that almost none of you that are still listening at this point have ever heard of i Lindsay, had you heard of it? No, I hadn't heard of this. Like you mentioned it, and I was like, "Heart of the Stag." I saw Bruno. Oh, Bruno Lawrence. Okay, uh, you know, Kiwi legend. And then you said, "Oh, here's the link." Started watching it. I'm like, "I have." I mean, yeah, New Zealand would make, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, a lot of depressing movies. That's what we were mostly known for until a certain Mr. Jackson came along. Um, but. Yeah, this was a complete surprise, but there are a lot of New Zealand movies that just never got off VHS. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you're doing the Lord's work by at least preserving this movie. Um, even if it's, um, it can be a are difficult we, watch. From the get go, by the, the, the way, this work? movie does not bury the lead. <laughs> no, 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 this doesn't no. bury the lead. This movie gets to the chase fast. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You Does know not bury the, the first at two all. minutes where you're going. Now it's time to talk about what this movie is about. Speaking of, Mark, what is Heart of the Stag about? Um, this movie's about the adventures you can have when you don't tie yourself down with the inconveniences of modern society. I mean, mm. when you mm. are in your 40s, and you don't have a lease on an apartment and credit card debt... This sounds or like Bruno career, Lawrence. Or, or, or say a wardrobe of any kind. <laughs> and your car breaks down somewhere and you're like, cool. This is where I'm going to live for a little while. I can shear sheep. That's that. I can do anything. Then, you know, you can open yourself up to a lot of different experiences in life. It, but it also begs the question, 
what what's your retirement plan? I mean, one has to assume because you're living so fancy free, you don't have property that is appreciating and compound interest is growing. You probably don't have a 401k. Uh, I don't know if Peter has a financial advisor. Mark saw a movie about incest and was like, what about this outside guy? Is he okay? Like, there's lots of other things happening to be worried about. And Mark is worried about the outsider. When your carburetor goes down, your carburetor goes bad, which is something he, honestly, he could have fixed the carburetor and left the next morning. Just, this movie is all predicated on his car breaks down. He goes... At right by this farm and he lives on the farm and he has to fix the carburetor that's he could have rebuilt that and left the next day he has to get the part mark we don't know how it e- how easy it is to get a carburetor in the middle of new zealand oh no even in the center of new zealand it wasn't easy to get a working carburetor in the early 80s right but he, he <laughs> could have got it up and running and got himself moving on to the next place is what i'm saying but also does he have health care i don't know <laughs> And I'm worried about him. (laughs) All right, Lindsay, what is Heart of the Stag about? It is about how easy it is to get a job in New Zealand in 1984. Literally knocking on a guy's door (laughs) in the middle of the night and going, can I I sleep in your house? And he goes, no, the sheriff's quarter's over there. You got yourself a job, mate. And uh, yeah, that's how easy it is. Okay, yeah. so oh, that I love that follow-up question. Is it still that easy? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say in certain parts. Yeah, maybe more the South Island than the North. But yeah, I think you can still knock on some random door and then uh, sleep in the sheriff's quarters and then find yourself running a farm. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so Mark is actually Delta thinking about really quick for my friend. Really he's quick thinking here. of Bruno Lawrence's <laughs> retirement plan because he's like riding around New Zealand, picking up odd jobs, living for free in places. This sounds uh-huh. like something I could do. Yeah. Pretending my this car is, is is not working when I know I can fix it uh, pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, this movie is essentially single white female, but with us an incestuous rapist. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's yes. fair. That's oh, fair. Yes. Uh-huh. It is fair. kind of. Uh-huh. It is. It is. <laughs> Only he's not a terrible person. Yeah. Wait, who when you say he, yeah. who do you mean? Bruno. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bruno. Well, there's only one there's one guy that is not a total shitbag in that. Well, maybe Slim. I don't know. I'm not 100% about Slim. No, no. Slim's a secret keeper. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he is a secret keeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Uh, the biggest secret he's holding on to is that he doesn't know how to use a lasso. But that's the biggest secret he keeps from yeah, everyone. Yeah, but did he sign an NDA on the incest? Like, what's with the tight <laughs> lips, Slim? He's also. I got some. Uh, beef, I got some beef with Slim. All right. Spoiler alert. I got a big beef with Slim. <laughs> Besides the fact that Slim doesn't understand the, the meaning of subtle hints at all. True. True. He also is like, if you took Marklin Baker, straightened his hair, and made him New Z- from New Zealand, it's slim, right? <laughs> Wait, who, I actually thought, is he? Does he not? Does he not look like the guy who plays the comic relief in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? That's I the was going to say the same I thing. Could, I, I was couldn't. split between oh my the God, two. He does I too. I, he he looks exact. He looks Ryan, like the New I, Zealand cousin of that guy. You know. 
I was torn between Marklin Baker or that guy. I was like, which one's uh, going to be the better joke? That's I, so funny. I, I was like, it's gotta, he's got to be that same guy or the exact same uh-huh. guy because they drive into town. They go to the bar. They leave him there. They all go back to Camp Crystal Lake. Uh-huh. He goes, you know what? I'm tired of going to camp and being a counselor. I'm going to move to New Zealand. I'm going to change my accent yep. and I'm going to live there. <laughs> And both of them, and no matter where they were, bad with a whip. In a hut that... Terrible with a whip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Erica, what is uh, Heart of the Stag about? How dangerous woodland creatures are. It's mm-hmm. dangerous out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... What I thought this movie is about is that I think when you own a sheep farm, it's very easy to hire people for the shearing. Uh-huh. But it's very hard to find a shepherd. <laughs> oh, wow. That's deep. Yeah. That is deep. Yeah. That's deep. Because yes. conceivably, mm-hmm. uh, the father in this did not have a plan for a shepherd until Bruno Lawrence literally knocks on his door in the, uh, out of nowhere. So... Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, right. And was, was Slim not the shepherd? Like, what's he doing in the he, off time I of the year? Making know. pork chops. That's what that, <laughs> that guy does. <laughs> it is, for the longest time, it is literally just Bruno Lawrence and Slim hanging out. He literally gives him a day just to ride around the entire property uh, before yeah. he even goes, hey, you think you can get all these sheep? He had nothing else going, and it is apparently time because there is a full staff in the shearing room. Mm-hmm. Full staff. Mm-hmm. We yeah. are. We've got a ton of folks. Yeah. One could argue that that Peter doesn't even. While he says, "My car broke down, can I stay here and work?" He has no idea what kind of work it is until the third day. He has no idea what to do. Like, there's no job description that was given to him. That's true because he dry, he rides around the entire property, and that is when the father says, "Okay, here's what I need you to do." But I mean, it brings up a good point, which is that first day at a new job is fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 Is it always like, though, Mark? Is it always? No, because you because you fuck you meet people mm-hmm. and they walk you around the office and you're like, and here's where they have free soda and you're like, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> and like, and then it's like, I don't, I've never had this and, job. And then so, like, but continue. Then like, yeah. We're gonna go out yeah, to lunch. They take you to a really nice place and you're like, fuck, man, this is wow. Wait, this is wait, who's taking do? you out to lunch? Dear <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I have the, I've had all the wrong jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you Me find too. out that your boss is fucking his daughter. And it's like, oh. Huh. <laughs> it did huh. seem a little too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when you got learned to right. summer house. <laughs> but Anyways. that lunch but that lunch was good. Yeah, yeah. fucking love pork chops. Man, Damn I'm gonna it. stick around for those pork chops for at least a couple more days. <laughs> Pros, pork what? chops and coffee. Cons, my boss is fucking his daughter and he pulled a gun on me. So that part wasn't cool. Uh, clearly, it's I happened feel, to Peter before, so he's I not. I feel like they even out. So I'm no, gonna stick I'm gonna around give it for a while. Days. 
want, I want, I want the benefits to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh huh. Uh huh. <sighs> By the way, we talk about how this movie like kicks right in, and Eric and I watched this once, and then I watched it a second time today. And my memory of this movie, outside of uh, starting off with Erica's favorite way for credits, which is just white letters on a black screen. And- <laughs> oh. Oh. That's my hell. Like, if there's a hell, there's like seven circles of hell. My seven circles of hell are just me having to watch opening credits that are a black screen with white letters. That's it. For all eternity. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Uh, and then and then I thought it was right into the father and daughter. That's my that was my memory of the movie. I was like, oh man, as soon as these credits are done, boy, we're we're gonna get right into it. And then it was not that. It was actually Bruno Lawrence on the side of the road and his car's broken down. And I was like, Oh right, oh phew. <laughs> it's yeah, but that's only for minutes. It's scene and then number it's right. two. It's-, it's scene number two. Uh, that we then yeah. get into. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know it's the daughter just yet. However, we do know this is a story about incest. So this leads me to my question, because New World led with the incest aspect. In fact, as I was researching this movie, I saw uh, newspaper ads for the movie that displayed the tagline, a riveting drama of love and incest. Ew. Which certainly Ugh. would draw a certain kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that yeah. we've said yeah. before mm. needs to go on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is exactly. that my my question is is this uh, is that a smart marketing strategy, Mark? Are you just asking um, Mark? Because I hope you're not asking me. I'm asking everyone. <laughs> I'm asking the floor. <laughs> I'm asking the sheep too. No. Oh. I mean, if you're asking me, I would say <laughs> I'm at, and it's modern day. I'm not watching it. Mm, if that's right, up front, right. then I'm like, nope, mm. pass. Yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. The only, the only other thing, you know, that would turn me off. Or if it was like, hey, do you love talking? 90 minutes of talking? I'd be like, uh-uh, <laughs> nope, pass. Like, so for me, there's a couple things that I'm a hard pass on. No, no, it's 90 minutes of talking, but wait for it. Also, incest. Yeah, no, that's a double no. That's a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> so for yeah. me, isn't that marketing is turning me off? Yeah, sure. Lindsay? Um, no, that's not a great marketing because usually isn't incest used for like the salacious twist at the end? It's like, <gasps> and if that's his daughter, or like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's not usually the first the mm. second scene in a movie. It's usually like I don't love this. My least favorite thing is when they use that as like the twist. I'm like, oh now I just feel gross. Yeah. But um yes. yeah, but yeah, usually it's buried within the things that people don't know, unless they're fans of Virginia Andrews, which seem to have a lot of it. But yeah, <laughs> I would have thought that would have been the twist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, except for when you do the movie versions of Flowers in the Attic, in which case the incest is removed, but not for Heart <laughs> of the Stag, baby. <laughs> nope. They no, double you know, down. Like, they, mm-hmm. you see them in bed, then you see uh, them at breakfast, and you think, are they a couple? I don't know. You're assuming, and then you see the mom, and then you see them in bed. No, you see, you see the mom in the first scene with the incest. Because true, she, that's true. Because she, she comes, comes by the back, door, and then she comes yeah. to the door. Yeah, and she's wearing yeah. that sweet robe. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> Ryan's always a sucker for costume design. <laughs> so that's oh, that's robe. <laughs> really, that velvet no. thing. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying too hard. I gotta invest in some robes, y'all. Shit, I'm hey, trying way too hard. A, a velour <laughs> robe and a wheelchair. Room. That's all you need. Right, yeah. a robe yeah. and a wheel- wheelchair. That's no, hey, done hey. and done. I'm already. Hey. I'm taking notes. Hey. See you tomorrow on my wheels. <laughs> yeah. room. Guys, don't kink shame. Okay, don't kink shame. <laughs> well, this um, movie, yes, so- we should kink shame. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. 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 No, you're 100. percent 100. No, this is this is not a good kink, everyone. Just in right. case you're listening to this podcast right, for right. some sort of like, these are my people. They understand me. They're talking about my favorite movie. No, no, sir. This is no, not a way no. to live. No. Um. But this does bring up another sub, another question. For Erica, but also everyone else. Oh, God. Is this also the saddest titty count we've ever discussed? Yes! Yes, it is! <laughs> How dare you bring the sacred art of titty count into this? How dare you, sir? Yes, this is the saddest titty count. I closed my eyes when she ripped her nightgown uh, open. No! I was like, no! Oh, God. Yeah, because you see titties, but you're like, oh, I don't, this is not good. This isn't. This isn't good. Fucking this isn't June good. gloom. I this isn't fun hate titties. This month. I hate this month. Uh. Maybe you should. From instead of June, June gloom, it should just be um, sad titties June. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna change the name. I mean, we'd have to find a lot of movies with sad titties, but New World Pictures <laughs> is the place to try to find them. I think. I think it is. I think. I think they're gonna have you covered. Oh God! Oh man! By the way, the dad is played by Terrence Cooper, who is most famous for 1967's Casino Royale, and yep. he was appearing. That's the Casino Royale, everybody. That was the parody uh, movie yep. with Peter Sellers and uh, Peter Sellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from you know, so not not the more recent 2000s iteration. Oh. Um, and he would go on to work with Michael Firth again and Sylvia. And he also appeared in the 1990 Cheech Marin comedy, The Shrimp on the Barbie. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I, I'm fuck. assuming that's one of your favorites, Lindsay. Oh, absolutely. Watch it every year. <laughs> <laughs> Gather that around, is- family. <laughs> <laughs> that in Born in East L.A. It's a double feature. It's, like, oh. it's like that in Crocodile Dundee. Let's do it, guys. Crocodile Dundee oh. too. Come on. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I feel like we go on a bit of a ride with the mom because the mom shows up in the wheelchair and then she's being, like, dressed by the, her daughter and, like, cared uh-huh. to her and then like holds her hand for a second and we're like, oh, because she's yeah, had a that stroke. bitch is the bait and switch right there. For sure. Uh-huh. Because she's given like, we're like, oh, she she had a stroke and she's not able to stop the dad. I get it now. And then you immediately, almost immediately see the flashback where like the mom catches him when she's even younger. And then yep. she's at the door and she's like, well, he's busy. I'm going to do something else in the house. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the mom. And then the mom is like wheeling by all the guns and she's trying to reach to grab one. And you're like, oh, shit. I guess she's trying to, she wants to help and now she can't. 
Yeah, I mean, but you're like, but you also didn't help way back when at all. Like, what a roller coaster! But here's my question for you, Ryan: Is that <laughs> maybe you like to have the questions asked you, huh? So here's my question sure. for you: Okay, this was is uncomfortable, she, but go was ahead. she trying to get the gun to help her daughter? Right. Or was she trying to get the gun to just take herself lights out, out to take, take herself, herself yeah, out? That is a good question. I was wondering the same thing. I didn't think she was going for the gun to protect her daughter. I thought she was just like, um, mm. I mean, maybe it, she was I, just, or maybe she was just auditing the gun safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <Guys. laughs> oh, you have to take inventory. Yeah, okay. That's right. important. She was, she wasn't so much reaching for the cabinet door as she was counting. Yeah, yes. with her hands. Yes. Jeez. Guys, come on. <laughs> she was like, is this where we keep the tea? I'm so thirsty. <laughs> yeah, there is... Oh, God. What time is tea time exactly in New Zealand? Do we know? Oh, about four o'clock. Yeah, about four o'clock. Four or five. It's before... It's after, It's technically like an afternoon tea, so it'd be before, before dinner. Actually, you can have multiple tea times. It's like Hobbit. You can have like a morning tea and an afternoon tea, so uh. yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good to know because I my I thought tea time was around four o'clock, five. But Bruno uh, Lawrence, his character, Peter, asked for tea time. He's like, well, it's probably time for tea. Like at all times. Oh, no. Morning, I mean, in New Zealand, any time. Yeah. It's a good time for it's, tea. It's, yeah. it's a good time for tea. Anytime you want in New Zealand, there's a cup. There's a couple right there. You can have one and no one judges. Time for a cup of tea, I reckon. After after Peter's first day, he gets invited to the house to have dinner, and Slim oh, is are like, "Are we still going to talk about this movie? I thought we were going <laughs> to talk about tea time." And like, Damn it! I know. I have. We are going to occasionally I'm, steer back to the movie. Oh God! I have okay. a thought. Here. <laughs> okay. Oh, so oh no. so he gets invited to the, to dinner. Slim doesn't go because he's enjoying his delicious pork chops. He's very invested in the pork chops. Also, he doesn't get an invite. He doesn't get an invite. So think about how jealous Slim is. Think about it. Yeah, but Peter could also said he's my plus one, right? But Peter, right? You know he's a he's all about seeing his advantages. He, like you said, he could have fixed his car day one, but he didn't. True, true. Because he was going to stick it out. Mm -hmm. True. So he's not going to. Slim's a big old cock block anyway. (laughs) Yeah. In so many ways. For whom? So, for whom? For the dad. No, I mean, clearly I not know. the dad, because he's that's not stopping anything. No, but Peter's yeah. the cock block for the whole movie, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, more okay. ways than Every- one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go oh in. He, Peter goes over for dinner, and he's, they invite him. He finally comes to the table, and Robert, the dad... Pours him the tiniest glass of mm-hmm. wine. Like some beer? That looks good. Not good. Excellent. That is not a New Zealand pour. That is, yeah, yeah that is not. That is not done. That is that is a slap oh. in the face, sir. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? But that what I thought about what that one was is because watching it today again, he gives him a tiny. Uh, pour the first time around i thought oh that's like at a restaurant where they're like this bottle and you pour it and like Mm. i always every time that happens i always want to be like no (laughs) i don't i don't but i want to so badly no matter what i taste because like what if you were like no not this one 
Thank you I, for opening I, it. I, I, I have done that. pouring just a Ryan, little bit, but no, I have done you. that. Have you? And they'll just take it back. Really? Yeah, they'll wow. just take it. Oh, yeah, God. they'll save it. They'll, just they'll take save it. it for you and the old guy who will take it. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're like, do you have that open bottle of this one expensive wine this dumb dumb asked for? <laughs> then somebody else very smartly said, "No, thank you. I don't want it. Take it back." Yeah. He gets the basically the wine cork smell pour. Which is yes, like you, right, you right. smell the cork, yes. you but take the, the sip, and then you decide, do I want this or not? But that's the pour. But but and that's the, the thing. After that, though, he 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 drinks it, and then he grabs the bottle and pours more. And you hear him pouring it, and it cuts to the Kathy and the dad. Yeah, because she's looking at the dad because he is taking things that are the dad's, which he was warned that the dad does not like. He doesn't like right. you messing with his property. And there he's grabbing the, the wine bottle right away because that whole dinner is like this very um, passive aggressive sort of duel between Bruno Lawrence and the father. I mean, they're both sort of sizing each other up eventually, not so passive aggressively. The dad points a, a rifle right at Bruno Lawrence's face. So, You're, but right. But I guess what I was saying, yes, all of that is correct. And when <laughs> thank he, you. I was hoping yeah, I got. Yeah, I always hoping yeah, I got that right. Yeah, you, Did you I write, that right? Did I watch the right movie? <laughs> Did your movies have incest in them? I thought it was only mine. <laughs> well, all of mine do. But that's another. Hey, no, um, no. So Mark misread every romantic relationship in movies. I, I cannot blame Peter on this one uh, okay. because I feel like many movies do this where they pour scotch or whiskey or mm. a, a, a wine and it's this little tiny amount. And I feel like there needs to be like a four sip minimum that's poured into any glass and we'll use wine as the example, but like it should be the cheaper and this can apply to dinner parties. So you uh, guess uh, listeners, you, uh, which I consider guests, um, listen, this is my theory. <laughs> if you have a hundred dollar Welcome in to Mark's home, everyone. <laughs> Come in, sit down, enjoy. If you have a hundred dollar plus bottle of wine, which is very expensive, obviously, that is no more than four sips that you pour in a, in a glass at a single time. And that should be enough that someone doesn't grab the bottle of wine and pour themselves. $50 and up, let's say five sips. $20 and up, say six sips. $10 and below, <laughs> seven sips. Now, here's what you're going to ask me. I know, listener, guest, I hope you're enjoying this meal. Um, I made these pork chops myself. <laughs> what is a sip? Well, a sip for a female is generally 20 milliliters. A sip for a male is 25. Oh, Mark. Did you um, crunch the numbers on sips? What? I'm learning so much. A bottle of wine is 750 milliliters. So going back to the seven sips for a $10 bottle of wine, that would be 175 milliliters, which would give you basically four people could share that bottle of wine. Also, another thing, there were a lot of elbows on the table and they were eating soup incorrectly. You have to take the soup spoon sideways and move away from the face and up and slurp. They were pulling to the face up and slurp. Just a technicality. I just had a hard time wow. with it. Wow, Mark. Wow. There we go. Etiquette from Mark. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Wait. 
He's he's got etiquette tips in the incest movie. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I'd love to. I'd love that Mark ha, uh, is going to go up to the director and be like, "Okay, I'm continuity. Here's what we do. I've measured out sips. Also, let's get the, like." And they're like, "Listen, just make sure you know how much wine is in the glass when we call cut, okay? Or yeah. at the beginning, like, was his hair in front of his ears or behind? Yeah. It? That's <laughs> all we need to know here. It certainly wasn't on his head." I know that for sure. <laughs> we fast forward a bit. Please. Uh, Kathy and Peter forward, have, 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 have formed a rapport. I just wanted to say that I really appreciated that Kathy put on her makeup similar to how I did it when I was goth. Yes. So I felt yep. a real kinship <laughs> with her in that moment. <laughs> Only you didn't smear it off. You smeared it around your face on purpose to make sure you could go outside and you know be mm. seen. I felt like she was doing the same thing. I felt like she was doing. I felt she like just she just going to the local uh, rural New Zealand goth club. Is there a rural I, New Zealand goth scene, Lindsay? There is now, yeah. But we New Zealand didn't get goths till like two thousand and two, so it, well, it took a bit of time. Wow! Wow! Okay. Wow! That might be an exaggeration, but but not by much. Okay. Um, we do get a couple funny moments. I, w- I do want to say this is a dour movie about some very dark subjects uh, or a d- dark subject in particular. But this mon- movie does have some funny moments to it. Namely, like Slim trying to use that whip awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, yeah. Bruno Lawrence trying yeah. to fix the boat. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. You yeah. know, and you yeah. realize yes. uh, yeah. that's what he—that's why he wears that hat is just to hide his tobacco when it's yeah. from getting wet. I thought that was a joint, but um, just the way he hit it, I, I was so like, oh, I. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, 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 good call, yeah. But he does smoke like he, he, was, he, he is was some, smoking he is a, it from the hand in that, like uh, where you yeah. kind of cup the the smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different different way to smoke it. Yeah, but he does yeah. like mm. he. He's the guy when you guy comes around with a pouch of tobacco, that's a guy that guy is not messing around when it comes to smoking. He's a serious smoker, guys. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you're you and your filters and your pre-rolled. Oh, how cute." Like, "I got that I got this pack of drum in my pocket and I know how to roll that shit." <laughs> oh my god. I have so yeah, I, yeah, I so many adults when I was a kid would roll their own. It was like, yeah, that was such a thing, which is probably why everyone smoked so much weed because you could put it in your uh, tobacco packet bit. Yeah, but I was yeah. just it's a very comforting thing to watch someone roll their own, yeah. Oh, how funny. Oh. That's interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because the dad definitely smoked filtered cigarettes and cigars. Cigars. Mm, yes. Because uh, yeah. he but was poached, he but if you yeah, but Ah, if but you, if that's yeah, that's a that's like a very that's a rich man's thing to do. Exactly, yeah. I want to ask about the cigars really quick, which I mm. seem to be focusing a lot on that dinner. But yeah, the, I can't wait to hear what the etiquette is for the cigar smoking in this. <laughs> yes. I don't know where this was filmed. Uh, oh, New Zealand. <laughs> the country of New yeah. Zealand, Mark. <laughs> 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 okay, but is it... Is it or was human? it Vancouver trying to fill in for New Zealand? <laughs> no, is it was it definitely human? Vancouver trying to fill in for New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> is it humid? If if it's where it was filmed, where I think, then yes, it can in summer, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. If it's yeah, okay. if it's where I think it was being filmed, yeah. Okay. Where do you think it was filmed? I think it was filmed in maybe somewhere in Central North Island, by okay. what how the hills look. Um, I think that's maybe up near Auckland by the ranges, but definitely kind of that upper middle middle part. I would say. I think I couldn't okay. find exactly where, and it was annoying me. <laughs> it's like. 
what what was this? Um, if uh, thank goodness it was humid, because if it wasn't, uh, then those cigars are going to go to they're just going to dry up and turn to shit. So I'm really pleased because he didn't have it in a humidor. Like you, you, you mm. gotta, you gotta take care of those cigars. They oh. looked like lovely cigars, and I would hate for them to go to waste. Mark, I'm realizing now you saw this is a movie about incest, and everybody deals with it in their own way. Erica got mad. Oh, I was so mad. So I'm still mad. mad. Yeah, I just was like, well, we'll just have to find things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Mark said, let's concentrate on everything but what's happening. Well, Ryan, I have (laughs) a lot more to talk about here. (laughs) We all know, Mark. We all know. And then, so, Lindsay, what was your coping mechanism? What did you you do to cope with this subject matter? To be honest, I kept focusing on uh, Bruno Lawrence's hair. So I actually found his bald head rather comforting. (laughs) (laughs) A North Star in this... (laughs) Exactly. uh, In this very crowded sky of darkness. Yes. (laughs) So, as I said, we do do have some comedy moments, not the least of which is uh, the stag roar competition here. Oh, Bears, I think you have a stag roar, right? What's that? It's a stag roaring imitation. Ten bucks in the hat, longest applause wins, right? Right. Right. You're on. Right! Everybody in a circle, ten bucks in the hat, and the best roar wins! The last one there is obviously the the comedy moment, which is what I'm trying to illustrate. But did we not have the winner with that first one? It did. I I don't know that uh, maybe we're not the most qualified to answer that Lindsay, i think you're better qualified to say who's the <laughs> right you're you're from new zealand you one. have to know what a stag stag roar sounds like. oh of course just stags just i just know so much about stags um i think the first one <laughs> again we're not trying to make you I mean, responsible for all of new zealand but you've got to know what a stag roar is <laughs> kind of yeah i don't know i mean i've eaten venison but i've never yeah i, I guess yeah the first one sounds a bit more like an angry stag <laughs> hmm. yeah i have a question for you Lindsay. he says in that clip like there's no pikers or there's no no room for pikers mm. yeah what does that mean what is pikers uh, as someone who just gives up easily, oh, uh, don't pike. Oh, you're a piker. Means you you won't. Uh, or you're a kind of like a chicken kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, mm, oh okay. Okay. Ah, and that's weird because I think he really kind of got it on that one. I yeah. thought it was pretty good considering the dad sort of wins later, and his sounds a little bit like like that. That said, I think it's only fair that we all have a stag roar competition right now. Mark, let's start with you. <laughs> Go ahead and do your best stag roar. I, I have been deer hunting many mm-hmm. times oh. and never 
never mm-hmm. done anything. Now, now's your like opportunity. Now's now's so, your opportunity no, to try I, it out. No, Let's get I it going. Think, go I ahead. I'm good. I'm good. There you go. I'm okay. Good. All right. All right. Okay. We have a piker in our midst. Piker. <laughs> and so that's fine. I'll start us out. Is that pretty good? Or... Too much tongue. Is it too much tongue? I have to let everybody is know who much... can't see is... Ryan. There was way too, is much, that too tongue. much tongue. Was that okay? Well, this is my first try. To be fair, <laughs> wait, Erica, go ahead. Oh, okay. You, <clears throat> sorry. One second. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Huh? Oh, that's amazing! That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you, that's Lindsay. Incredible. Thank you. Incredible. <laughs> oh. Oh. Lindsay, not to put you on the spot for, but oh, for, shit. but for, okay. for, for for Queen and Country. Here we go. For Queen and Country, I got to do it. Amazing! Amazing! I am so I am so horny right now. So so Mark Mark, Mark loses. Yeah, uh Mark's a most definitely wins. And yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, we do get into Oh, there we go. There we there go. It is. There, there it we is. Go. We do get into a, a standoff with Bruta Lawrence and the father at the end of the movie, as of course you knew it would go. Mm-hmm. Right. So eventually, Bruta Lawrence takes Kathy and they and they run off together, a, which leads me to ask, is taking Kathy back to the place where her abusive father has let you stay the best hiding spot? Exactly. I thought the same thing. I was like... To you finally escape and you run to a place on the property. The place he allowed that, you to see. He said, go stay over there. He's like, right. okay. That's like if if Dr. Kimball and the fugitive escaped and just went home. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never suspect me back at the scene of the crime. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Technically, I think he does go back to his apartment at one point in time. In yes, but only to get evidence and leave. They go there and go to bed. That's like, true. Could you even they go to asleep? sleep? How can yeah, you apparently do that? so. They go to sleep and he wakes up and he open looks through the window and he goes, "He's here. Wake up, he's here." It's like, he what, what do you think he wasn't going to come out there? He knows exactly where you are. Yeah, this shouldn't be surprised to anyone. Like it's like, yeah, of course he's going to show up. He knows exactly where you've gone. <laughs> he just waits till morning to show up. I don't know. To me, it felt just right because they felt like two kids running away. Like when a kid's like, I hate it here. I'm going to run away. And they just like go out in the front yard and fall asleep. (laughs) That's very much what it felt like. Like two little kids were like, we're out of here. This place sucks. And they just fall asleep in their own driveway, their own backyard. I did that once. I did that once. I wrote a letter to my parents who were out for the night. And I wrote them a letter that said, I'm running away and I am taken off and I packed a bag and I put it on my shoulder and I laid on my bed for a bit very satisfied with what I had done and then I fell asleep and they woke me up like hey we got your letter are you going somewhere 
That's what I was like. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm fine. Good night. I feel like I was just tired. (laughs) (laughs) But that letter, I'm telling you, I crushed him with that letter. I crushed him. I feel Uh, like all of us, including the listeners, have learned a lot about you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you in the morning. Ryan had a very comfortable bed. That's right. It was so nice. Listeners, I can't even emphasize how nice that bed was. And this is why I had a kinship with Bruno Lawrence, and I loved him very much. And I think it's time that we all talk about things we loved, eh? And things we hated. I was out. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like talking to a distant relative, wasn't it? I really was. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, shit. Oh. 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 It's Christmas in June already for you. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That's funny. I'm home. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well... Uh, Mark, let's start with you. What is something you love? This movie, for given all the subject matter, in all seriousness, it's okay. directed really well. The cinematography is pretty amazing. The mm-hmm. acting is excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I liked this movie because the subject matter is very dour. It's a very de- depressing movie. But it's a the tough mom, watch. It's a tough watch. The mom is fucking crushing it. The, yep. the scene where, the, well, I will get to my favorite scene. I don't want to ruin it, but just. Let's <laughs> shoot glue and ruin it. The acting. It's <laughs> all the theme of the month. Yeah. Ruin it. Destroy we we it. just ruin everything in yeah. that June gloom. It's Destroy like the it. fucking mm. rules are off. Yeah. This movie is very well done. <laughs> it it is. really is. It is. It's a fucked up movie, but it's really well done. It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial film in hindsight. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I've had all the years to reflect on it. And you know what? As it turns out, movie audiences don't flock to see a, a love story about incest. You know, nope. who knew? Sometimes you just have to make the entire film, shoot it, yeah. edit it, and release it to go, you know They're what? Like, In uh-oh. hindsight, we might have fucked up on this I'm one. I'm going to go Oops. back to skiing films. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lindsay, what is something you love? Uh, yeah, no, I kind of agree with Mark. It's a really well made movie and i really love uh bruno lawrence's and i think it's mary regan who plays poor kathy yes um i really love those performances yeah she's she's really good she's really good she has the i arguably the hardest part i feel like too like this is a tough you know besides the mom having to play like she just had a stroke but my point was is that was that it's a she's really doing a tough job to try to be keeping it together and losing it like that's tough stuff so yes i agree yeah and i think just well just because every time i watch a new zealand movie if, even something like this i do get very um homesick for the landscape so the landscape gave a very good performance it looked like it was around autumn so you could kind of see the leaves turning um, yeah. brown and sort of that golden red and i was like oh yeah, yeah there's my home <laughs> Yeah, and the landscape did nothing to anybody. So let's make that very, no. very clear. The landscape, uh, A+, plus, well done yes. on the landscape. Yeah, they didn't do anything yes. to anyone, really. Mm-hmm. Not even at the end when they're running around the hills and the mountains. Mm-hmm. The, the landscape didn't do anything. Yep. The landscape nope. is totally free of guilt mm-hmm. here. Exactly. Uh, Erica, what is something you loved? 
I really love the music and it's a love hate relationship with the music because I loved it because it immediately sets the tone. It me- from moment one makes you think, oh God, something's not right here. It starts out it's, in this beautiful mm-hmm. sound that kind of like, even yeah. in the trailer, you can hear it where it sort of descends yeah. into this very sort of sad, yes. like, yeah, it's, it's like, creepy. you're like, oh, things aren't right. Right. Like from the jump. Yeah, so that's why I say it's kind of a love hate because it's it's like almost unnerving. Mm-hmm. Like it really unnerved me and made me it made me you know feel like uncomfortable, kind of wheezy. But that's how you should feel. That's that's the tone. That's the underlying sort of you know. And not everything's right here, as the trailer says. So I, I really really love the music. The yeah, music, uh, by the way, is written, written by Leonard Rosenman. Uh, he's an American composer who also wrote the music for Star Trek Four. The Voyage oh, Home wow. and RoboCop oh, wow. Two. Oh. So hmm. yeah, okay. we've got nice. Yeah. yeah, that's probably front and center on the old resume and not hard. Yeah, the stag. this one might be like number four. <laughs> might be. <laughs> it's yeah. up there. It's up there. But that's the thing. If you're just like, oh hey, so this was a thriller. It was a tough subject matter. And then you play that. Whoever you're playing it for is like, oh hell oh, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he nails it. So when you say tough subject matter, what was it? <laughs> Uh, animal uh, abuse. Uh, <laughs> apparently, not enough wine sips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And an incorrect use of a soup spoon. That, so, is, yes. guys, that is very true. If you're going to watch true. this movie, be warned there is some very poor soup etiquette. Yeah. And not also, enough wine also, is poured. And that is triggering. When you. <laughs> When you are ready, when you are ready for the moment, when you've been been preparing for the moment to shoot your enemy, put a round in the chamber. Mm. Don't, this is not a time to cock it. Murder 101. Put the round in the chamber. All (laughs) guns allow a certain amount in the clip and a certain, and one round in the chamber. You have to have (laughs) it ready to go. And he didn't. Had he done that, this movie would have ended differently. You hear that, murderers? There's yeah. some good advice. <laughs> yep. Listen up, future killers. Yes. Um, I I agree with a lot of this. I think that the cast here is really good. Yeah. I think you know to go back to to Kathy uh, and what what Lindsay was talking about with Mary Regan and, and Mark mentioned earlier that scene where she puts on the makeup and then takes it off oh. mm-hmm. it without any dialogue. Wow, that is such a good scene and so powerful. Yeah. And again, you're like everyone is 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 meeting the challenge. This is difficult subject matter yeah. and a befuddling plot for a movie. I just as 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 the director himself said, it was a very tough subject matter <laughs> to be a commercial film in hindsight. I mean, <laughs> that, that yes, and 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 yet everyone is bringing their a game and that is awesome i have to say though as i also said mentioned earlier bruno lawrence is awesome i think in this i mean to have read about what a wild guy he is to know he went from a drummer in a bunch of different rock bands jazz bands through the 60s 70s like he had a wild life and for him to have this much like control is a much more contained performance Mm -hmm. And the fact that he is the leading man when he looks like Bruno Lawrence. He's also <laughs> one of the writers, right? Uh, I wasn't sure about that. The IMDb lists him as a story credit. I, d- yeah. I, I don't know for sure because I will say listening to that interview with Michael Firth, the director, he came up with the story. 
because he had read mm. a little bit about incest. Mm. He had another writer, I think, come up with some sort of treatment. Then he had the writer um, that actually put the script together, Neil mm. Illingworth. He's the guy who then wrote the script, but he did have Martin Sanderson, who is another actor, New Zealand actor and a writer. He came in and he was the on-set writer. So he right. wrote and, and fixed up the dialogue. Did Bruno Lawrence also help out with that? Maybe. From what I've read about him, it would not surprise me that he made some contributions when it came to the writing on set. But I'm not sure okay. the IMDb credit is right that he is a he was in on the story and he helped craft the story. I'm not sure if that's that's correct. IMDb, you know, it's you, it's a little, a little hit and miss with its facts. But again, not yeah. enough about this movie afterwards, so I don't know. <laughs> that said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno, Bruno Lawrence is your lead, leading man. As we said, he's got a befuddling hairstyle, but he's in really good shape and he's incredibly charming. So yeah, it's like, and he has this thing where like, sometimes this is my problem. God, when, just when you... fall in love with him. Shit, good thing he didn't put that robe on. <laughs> God, jeez, well, losing your a... damn mind over here. You know, this is, this is a, you know, when you, when you cast people just for the way they look, but they don't have the charisma. It's just an interesting case of like, here's a guy. Oh, he's not like I your... get it. You're not in it for the looks. You're in it for the personality. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about our Erica, marriage this is right not now. anything about you. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. I'm going to comb all my hair forward in front of my ears real quick. Win you back. Erica, listeners, you don't know this, but she also is bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just, you know, I was very charmed by Bruno Lawrence, essentially, is my whole point. It, he's puts in a really great performance here, and it's an, it's interesting to have him as the leading man, but I guess... When you're putting together a story about incest, you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to get the most handsome guy on earth. This movie about incest. So let's just get yeah, a guy all, who's- It's who's, all upside at that point. I mean, right, it really right, is. Right. Well, it's why Bruno Lawrence has always kind of been a New Zealand legend, just because the fact that he died when he was only like 57 or something, like silly young. And he was always yeah. just kind of like the New Zealand's man's man. Like I think of, um, <clears throat> read somewhere, I think mm. it was Pauline Cowell even compared him to- a young uh, Marlon Brando, and I'm like going, no, that 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 actually kind of tracks. I mean, okay, not as good looking as a young Marlon Brando, but he definitely had sure. a much interesting. Didn't have the same uh, opportunities for grooming as say as a Marlon Brando who was living in the states, but uh, <laughs> mm, mm. yeah, you know. But he still got that presence that you can't keep your eyes off him, and he is incredibly charming, especially with the whole boat stuff and him kind of falling into the lake. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is uh, one of his pickup lines for poor freaking Gaffy is he's naked in the bathtub, going, "Hey, you can spread my back," and it's like, "Oh, oh God, that no, that is not a good time, um, Bruno. Stop it. No, too yeah. far, too yeah. far." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not well timed. Yeah. Uh, no. But Marlon Brando definitely didn't roll his own cigarettes. That's for sure. No. no. For sure. No, he did not. No. no. Yeah. I yes. just had to Google a young Marlon Brando, and I can say I agree. Erica, <laughs> <laughs> unaware of what a young Marlon Brando looks like, is Me? now yeah. on the same page. There we go. <laughs> All right. Now I'm gonna Google old Marlon Brando. Don't Google. Oh, don't, Tango don't, 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 no, 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 it gets different. Oh, it gets different. No! Yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah. She did. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. She did it. My. She did. Yeah. <laughs> She went right to the island, right to the island of Doctor Moreau. Yes, she yeah, did. Island of Doctor Moreau. Oh no! Hmm. Oh, oh, that's a Godfather. Oh, Mom, well, Brenda, what did you do? 
I haven't seen The Godfather, so I don't know. Oh, Wait, you haven't seen The Godfather? Oh, oh. She's no, not seen but any she's of seen the all the lawnmower mans. Yeah, so that's we're right. good. Yeah. yeah, and all the magic. <laughs> Fascinating. And all the oh, magic well, you have to see those. <laughs> oh, so wait, he doesn't look like that? He does look like that, yes. That's him and the Godfather. That's, that's oh, the that's Godfather his Godfather man. makeup? Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah, so Erica's learning about the Godfather, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, back to the movie. <laughs> Spoilers, they droop out his face. For anybody well, who yeah, What was something, it. Ryan, what was something that you hated? What do I say here? <laughs> um. <laughs> you hated how overcooked those pork chops were. Right. I know that. Oh yeah, oh, way overcooked. Yeah. You overcook, when early. you overcook pork chops, they are really rubbery. And you hated They're that he dumped difficult. out coffee instead of finishing Heck it. Heck yes, I did. I did not like <laughs> Let me that. Help you with things Thank you hated you. other than incest. Yes, but I think I think when it comes to what <laughs> I hated about this movie. I feel like the director said it best when he said... It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial film, in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree, Michael Firth. I agree. Yeah. Indeed. 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 <laughs> Mark, what is something that you hated? It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial film, in hindsight. <laughs> Okay, that's Mark's answer. And Lindsay, what what is something you hated? Uh, well, it was a difficult subject matter in, in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it's. I would say sometimes it does drag a little. Like there's a whole bunch of kind of little yeah. padding in there. But other than that, no, mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually. It's not a actually in terms of how the movie is made this is actually a really high quality um uh new world pictures movie um like post corman it's actually because they were just like throwing everything at the wall that stuck so sure. editing continuity was not always a thing but this one yeah no it's, it's pretty solid for what it's yeah, about i mean yeah as incest movies go this is cream of the crop oh, God. yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah. i did not mean for that to sound that horrible i really i dropped i dropped that idiom not not thinking clearly but in any in any case it still sticks that it's it's only getting worse it's only getting worse it's only getting worse i can't get out of it it's a trap erica what did you hate i absolutely agree with Lindsay. there's definitely parts in this that drag we don't need the flashbacks we can just assume as a viewer that this know. has gone yeah. on for a while. Yeah. This isn't yeah. like a new thing. You didn't just yeah. stumble upon this. But again, I think it gives a real clarity to the mother because you don't know about the mother until you see her involved. I, it's what I hated, Ryan. Defend okay. it all you want. Okay. I hated it. And okay. I didn't need it. It just made it longer. It made it, to me, more uncomfortable. All you need is that one scene with the mother closing the door. And we already got that early Yeah, you on. didn't need the yeah, drying fair. your daughter. You need the drying the yeah, the that was icky. Yeah. yeah, More than icky than everything else. But then you understand why the why the boat is broken, because she broke that boat because she didn't want to go out in the water anymore. I can imagine why the boat's broken. <laughs> sure, I don't, I don't need that. Need yeah. the, fair. I mean, it's a lot fair. of it felt very... Because it's really, that thing where I don't you're know. like, that is such <clears throat> an innocent thing exactly. to do. The kid gets exactly. out of the pool or the water and they're cold, and as a parent, you give them the towel so that they can warm up. So, that, so it, you have to then just see he ruined every single 
right. tender moment right. of her life. Correct. He mm. ruined it. Yeah. He ruined it. Destroyed it. Yeah. And it's like so just... the towel scene then brought that to you then. So it was yeah. a good. It was a good thing then. No. God damn it. No. Jude <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking Jew> Gloom. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's what I hated. No. <laughs> ah! I read uh, 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 from the L.A. Times a review at the time in 1984. It ends with this sentence, which says, "It was a very tough subject matter." <laughs> no no it 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 should have but um it didn't have it didn't have the benefit of hindsight in 1984 it said uh sometimes it is less painful to have an image of the unthinkable than to embroider it in our minds Mm -hmm. june gloom guys june June fucking gloom yeah oh god okay Ah, hey everyone, we're going to go on to our favorite scene. Oh, this is how the show is structured. Trust us. If this is your first episode, oh, my God. Lord, welcome. But uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> welcome and also goodbye. Assu- we're sorry. Yeah. Was right. Ah, yeah. And also, I'm assuming you can't leave your own state yeah. uh, because <laughs> our favorite <laughs> Yikes. Our favorite scene, Mark. Let's start with you. My favorite scene is when uh, Peter meets uh, the mom, Mary, and she's trying to tell him something. And it is an incredibly powerful scene. She can't speak. She's doing her best to try to tell him. I mean, you can see in her eyes, she's like, you can help solve this problem. You can help my daughter. Right. But she can't verbalize it. Now, the cynic in me is like, someone get her a fucking piece of paper and a pen sure and all (laughs) this can be solved sure because she can move a wheelchair around so she her hands are mobile but who wants to read mark Ugh. (laughs) but take that aside i mean the way that she is acting as someone who's had a severe stroke the the I mean, she's doing an incredible job. He's trying to, I mean, it's a very, this is the moment where the whole rest of the story could have changed. And you know, that moment is here and you know, it's not going to change the trajectory of what's going to happen. And it it was, again, this is a new world pictures movie. And that was an, a, a powerful scene for any movie like th- sure. like this is where I'm never I'm not going to put this in my top five of the movies that that are our favorites for the obvious reasons would, would be a bold move but this is one of the in my opinion one of the better made crafted acted movies that we've watched since we've started this podcast yeah we will and, probably and not that get scene, get that good of a dramatic scene again also Hopefully we never have to watch another movie about incest. So, <laughs> right. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> it's just, I, that was, it, it just, that scene worked in every way. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Totally agree. Lindsay, what was your favorite scene? The one where Bruno Lawrence is trying to take a photo of the stag. And then you have uh, the farmer trying to shoot the stag. And he does that mm. amazing thing where he doesn't want, he, he's trying to save the stag. So he sort of, hops up in his line of um, fire also to hoping that he doesn't shoot the stag instead he could have shot him but it's just a real the way the whole thing's set up it's really cool and it's kind of yeah, showing yeah, I agree. again him thwarting this guy at every single point of just not letting him have anything which is good because you know he's the worst so but no I really really enjoyed that scene a lot 
Yeah. It also harkens back to like at that point in the movie is like one of the first moments where at the very beginning, Peter says that he's never had a boss who never trusted him. And this is where you're starting to see that fall apart for potentially either he was lying at the beginning or yeah. this is the first moment where that falls apart. That theory mm. falls apart. Shit. So he just goes from farm to farm killing his boss? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. So he's a serial killer. God. Yep. Oh, I can't wait for Heart of the Stag 2. Oh, my God. Heart of the Stag, Peter's Revenge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stag's Revenge. Erica, your favorite scene. Did you have a favorite scene? No, but um, I think (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, but I did enjoy the stag calling contest. Sure. Because I thought like I've been to a lot of company parties and that one was by far the most uncomfortable and inappropriate that I've probably ever Mm -hmm, been to. mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's that little like burp at the end that really gets, that makes (laughs) (laughs) Like, is he a good boss if he wins at the end? Right. Rude. Terrible leadership. Yeah. Um, My favorite scene outside of Kathy and the makeup, which I think is, again, another one of those very powerful scenes in this movie, which does have a lot of powerful scenes. But I would say the ending, and I know it's easy to point to, but the ending, watching it again today, I you can see how well Michael Firth is at creating the tension. Uh, Lindsay was talking mm-hmm. about it with that scene mm-hmm. where he's taking a picture of the stag. And then later... When he's trying to avoid, you know, the father running around with his gun, trying to kill him in the hills. I don't know. I just thought it really built so well. Had we cut a little bit out in the middle, it probably would have had even more of an effect there. But I really dug that part. And and I found out that um, stags are punitive animals. So I did not realize (laughs) that. So that was a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. They never Mm -hmm. forget. (laughs) <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. And and I realized Bruno Lawrence has charisma that even deer can see. Mm-hmm. So that's how yeah. good he is in this yeah. movie. Yeah. All right, let's get into some final questions. These Woo! are our final questions for Heart of the Stags. Okay. I'm gonna get I got stretch for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh say someone shows up at your front door with a broken down car sometime in the early evening and asks for a bed to sleep on. Yes or no? Is that person uh, a drummer? <laughs> Depends. Are they a drummer? Is it I'm obvious say they're a drummer? In this scenario, no, he's yeah. not a drummer. Pass. Okay. Yeah, Mark? no. If he's not a drummer, Lindsay? no. No. Okay, fair. <laughs> Finding well, him ask what's wrong with the car, and then and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break it down from there. <laughs> so okay, so uh, Mark considers it. Mark considers it. Wow. Okay. All right. This is not a great film by ASPCA standards. A lot of standards, but let's go with the ASPCA for a moment. But in that shearing area, and they're grabbing the sheep after they've oh. taken all of that off. And then they like kind of dump them into that little slide. Didn't you kind of want to go down that slide? 
Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The sheep 100%. slide? The oh, yeah. sheep slide? Yeah. Yeah, and then Definitely. I'd be just like rolling with the sheep and it'd be so cute and we just hang out together. Yeah. And also, oh, don't you think they feel better having all that itchy wool off? I don't know. Totally. Wool is itchy and now they're totally. like free. You know, now they're just like uh-huh. running around nude. Very uh, freeing. Also, lamb be. chops are delicious. <laughs> lamb chops are delicious. <laughs> mm. Also, Lindsay, there's more sheep in New Zealand than people, correct? Yes. So how competitive is it then when you have, when you're a sheep farmer and you're like, well, I got all this wool. Like, yeah, you and everyone else. Like, is it tough yeah. to kind of make a go of it as a sheep farmer? Uh, if you would, yeah, because all the sheep farmers are pretty like have been in a generational. So it would be, if you just wanted to start up a sheep farm, I could imagine it being incredibly tough to try and mm. um, squeeze in on, on, on that, on that, because it is a, yeah, it's a very, even though we have so many sheep to the point that New Zealanders are almost embarrassed about it, <laughs> um, mm. that yeah, it would be very, very, I could imagine it would be almost impossible to, to, cause they're a very close knit community. Because there's so much, I would think there's so much wool that like sweaters have to cost like $5. Like they're just like, it doesn't, well, actually, it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone wears wool in New Zealand. That is, yeah, yeah that's actually a really good right? point. Yeah, I mean, now because you can get possum wool, you can get sheep wool, there's uh, goat wool. Yeah, anything that you can wow. shave, they will make wow. wool out of it. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, you're so cozy in winter, it's insane. Um, yeah, just think about it now. No, we, New Zealanders do wear a shit ton of wool. So, um and it's as, not yeah, it's not and, and it's not hugely expensive unless you're going for the very fancy kind of um well but yeah it's yeah we are a wool country <laughs> the fancy wool that people that smoke filtered cigarettes yes, would buy exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. i'd like to get some wool running shorts <laughs> On New Zealand, you probably could. I, I yeah, because I know you can okay. get wool. I know, I, I, I know, there's wool and underwear you can buy. So yeah. Okay, I'm pulling. I'm, wow. I'm going to put in my order with you at some point. I would like wool when when you shorts. when you go back home to New Zealand, pick us up yeah. some wool running shorts. Yes, done. So we can ru- we can run easily in those twenty degree days. Exactly. <laughs> 20 degree Fahrenheit, I should, I should, I should. Yeah, say. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Very, very yeah. Celsius, very you're like, clear. 20 degrees, not so bad. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, 20 degrees is actually pretty good. <laughs> so where do you think Heart of the Stag ranks with all the other incest dramas? <laughs> Number three. <laughs> how many incest dramas have you watched? Actually, how I many incest know. dramas are coming up in um, June I, Bloom? <laughs> I don't I, I hope to God this is the only Dear one. God, I hope this is the only one. Again, to everyone's point. It was a very tough subject matter to be a commercial <laughs> film in hindsight. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I hope. But I hope this is it. Hope this is it. Very well made film. Well crafted. Yeah. Hope this is the end yeah. of the incest dramas. Do you know of any other one, Lindsay? Can you think of one? Uh, no. I mean... Uh, maybe John uh, John Derek did he make one or I just feels like he kept making incest movies but I can't yeah, think maybe. of yeah. yeah just an incest yeah. comedy doesn't count guys yeah uh. <laughs> also nobody google it you don't want that search no, history on you do no, not know no. no. you don't, don't want to add that browser no. before you yeah. you don't look, yeah. look that yeah. one up Scott, yeah. get a get yeah. a VPN first you don't, you don't want those ads. don't don't let's get <laughs> let's get into a little research 
Here we go. A little bit of research for Heart of the Stag. This debuted in theaters on July 27th, 1984. It's a big summer movie, guys. God, wow. <laughs> June Bloom. Oh, oh. Uh, and it's in limited release to little promotion by New World you Pictures. Think? Yeah, I mean, who knew? Uh, I saw reviews at this time from New York. Maybe Chicago, that could have been a uh, could have been a reprint from somewhere else. It opened in San Francisco in August 18th at the Cannery, and the SF Examiner gave it a guy sitting up in his chair clapping. Mark, which I know oh, you I remember that. Other I people remember that. Lived, that 100%. People that lived in the Bay Area know exactly what I mean about that. Mm. But everyone else that means go out and fucking that see means that movie. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, he's sitting up in his chair clapping. He's not out of the seat clapping. But he's yeah, sitting yeah. up but in a chair still clapping. pretty good. Still really good. This opened actually in October 5th, 1984 in Los Angeles. So it looks like they were kind of opening it up in different parts of the country. Slowly Halloween and in, season. And in limited release. What I think they were actually picking this up for, however, is because of New World Video. Which, of course, is how I got a copy of this. Uh, a used copy on New World Video. Goody, we own it. <laughs> oh, thank God. The kids will have such a wealthy inheritance. Yay. And you're like, oh, look at one of Dad's old movies. Oh, God. <laughs> um, this is uh, released in like January 1985. And what was the beginning of New World Video? Uh, I saw this clip that said, this is one of the first releases of New World Video's so this is the lineup that they have re to release for New World Video 1985. Heart of the Stag is first. A melodrama, that's putting it one way, from New Zealand starring Bruno Lawrence. Another Angels Die Hard uh, from the early part of um, New World's history, a biker film from the Corman era. Uh, the other is Toy Soldiers. <laughs> oh, the boy. Good Lord. Which we have not gotten to yet, but we will. Uh, Cleavon Little plays a mercenary determined to free captive buddies with a bunch of kids with him. So also part of this new world release, Crimes of Passion. Ugh. Yeah, Oops. baby. This was, yeah. So this was released. A fun one. <laughs> just, a, just a fun, just a bunch of fun options for the whole family. <laughs> so um, this is a first, the first group of titles and, Apparently, they did pretty well, mm. if you can believe it. Um, the news clip that I found By says... By whose standards? <laughs> a recently orga organized subsidiary, New World Video, claims $5.5 in sales for the initial shipment of their first four titles, Toy Soldiers, Heart of the Stag, Angels Die Hard, and Crimes of Passion. Obviously encouraged by the cassette response, New World Video is preparing its next package. Any guesses on what that might be? Uh, Angel 3, um, uh, Defcon 4, and Soul Man. Am I close? Did I get one of them? No. Lindsay. Oh, um, Never Too Young to Die Young or whatever it's called. That was not New World. We did talk about it, uh, but that was, ah, that was just yes. in a bonus episode, so not to confuse you, but that was, I, God, we wish that was a New World film. I wish we could claim that as one of our own, but unfortunately, uh, that was the ah, Bill Bettman movie. That claim we, it. We, we should. We should. You're right. We should just say it. Yes. You're absolutely right, Lindsay. 100. percent Like if looks could it. kill, if I could, if I could claim if looks could kill, right. I would. We could just say 100. Mm. percent li Almost literally any movie with Richard Grieco in. If we could just say it, go ahead and say it. Uh, Erica, do you have a guess? I'm gonna say uh, Children of the Corn. 
the stuff and uh, girls just want to have fun. This is in May of 1985, <laughs> this next round. So definitely Children of the Corn is going to come out and it does very well on video, but not until later. That's the whole Are thing. This is like turf? the tough turf. No, not in there. Uh, here's what it is. In May of 1985, these are the three. Raw Courage, which oh, is the Ronnie Cox okay. movie about okay. the three guys yeah, running yeah. in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the next movie is a comedy called Alvin Rides Again about a homely fellow pursued, oh, pursued by beautiful women and gangsters at a small Oh, shit, Alvin. <laughs> yeah, you we get to talk about that one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're gonna, oh, you guys are going to have a horrible time. <laughs> 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 oh, the next one is Bury Me an Angel. Yet another biker uh, film. This one oh. directed by Barbara Peters, another one from the Corman era. So those are the three. But by the way, I think the reason why this first group does so well that Heart of the Stag is in is because of Crimes of Passion. Because right. according to Billboard's list of the top rentals of ni- in March of 1985, Crimes of Passion is number 11. Mm-hmm. Following Crimes of Passion, oh, wow. just to let you know, following Crimes of Passion, The Natural, Romancing the Stone, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, oh. The Evil That Men Do, Purple Rain. That's what follows. And there's a few other titles as well. Going down to number 20, Chud. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chud. remember, at that time on video, you had Crimes of Passion, you had the blue cover or the red cover. And I believe the red cover was the uncut and the blue cover was the, was the theatrical. And it was a huge deal. That was the, the way that they got the director to make, uh, to cut it down from an X rating is that they right. said we'll release it. And, but, Wait, which one did we watch? Blue which you can, which you can hear cover. in our- in We our, watched we, red? We, yeah, we well, watched, we watched the, the uncut one. Yes. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one, the one with the cop scene. That's the one with the- God, yeah. I could have watched blue? Yeah. <laughs> I was not given a choice. The puppetry of the penis is in both versions. So oh you're not going to get away from it. So as I said, Chud was number 20, but Chud was not released by New World Video, but by Media Home Entertainment, which also released Android on video. Most of the early New World titles of the second ownership group of New World, and some of the titles from the Corman era, were released by Embassy Home Entertainment before New World was created and probably contributed to New World wanting to start a video division. It also seems that their early success with Crimes of Passion led them to view the video market, not only for films they released in theaters, but either producing or picking up films, putting them out in limited release, and making more money in video sales and rentals. So Heart of the Stag picked up, probably, so they could make money on it on video. Mm -hmm. And that is why New World had this movie. That, at least, we know. The rest, I don't know. But Lindsay... Thank you so much for joining us for this oh, episode. Lindsay, thank you. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay. Oh, thank no. You. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, this was great. Even, well, hanging out with you guys was great. I <laughs> <laughs> hope this does not discourage you from coming back at another time when I promise you the movie will not be about incest. I promise. <laughs> Well, do you, on, don't promise. Can you, you don't promise. Promise. Never promise? You can't never promise. Don't promise. <laughs> it's a soft. It's a soft promise at this point. I'm not I will. I will take the soft promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, before we leave, though, please tell people about Schlock and Awe. It's a wonderful podcast. Yes. People should be listening to it. 
please tell us about your podcast. Uh, yeah, it's uh, my podcast is Schlock and Awe. Uh, it's a double feature podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I, we always do a double feature that sometimes makes sense, but most of the time doesn't. Yeah, which is on all the pods. You can follow me on Schlock and Awe 1 on Twitter and Instagram or just Reading Geek for me on Twitter. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love doing the podcast. It's so much fun. It is a super Amazing. fun podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely everybody check it out. And I have to ask before we leave, what would you double with Heart of the Stone? Oh, um, I was thinking that. I think the first one I landed on was Sunday's Too Far Away, which is an Australian sheep sharing movie. You know, just to keep the sheep sharing going. Sheep sharing, fair. Mm. Sheep okay. fair, 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 fair. Yeah, let's let's focus on another element of Heart of the Anything, anything about sips? Like yes, yes. Dinner party etiquette. Is there, is there, yeah, is there a dinner etiquette movie that you know of? <laughs> that would be Mark's pick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can't think of any at the moment. Well, actually, maybe Heavenly Creatures, which is another New Zealand uh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackson. Yeah, that's a great oh, one. Sure. That's a good yeah. one. There's a couple just, fatties in a row. A couple yeah. big I was going to say, yeah. if you want, big time. If, yeah, if you want something just as depressing, then I would uh, definitely go for that one. And there was another movie, but I cannot think of the name. I think it has Rod Steiger, something about hunting around a lake, but I couldn't find the title of it. I didn't have time. Um, but like a really kind of grimy kind of... Uh, is it Wolf Lake? Wolf Lake, that's it. Yes. I think the two would go well together just because they're like cabins and woods and forests and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Wow. Mm. I mean, amazing selections. Fantastic. Uh, that's why Lindsay is the, you know, she's the best at doubles and you should be checking the out her best, podcast. The best. Lindsay, thank you so much again for coming to the, to and talking to us about this movie. Uh, no one, again, as I told you, no one will question your bravery ever. <laughs> if they, if, if no. they did for some reason, no, they but never I, question it again. There are other Bruno Lawrence movies that do not have incest, I swear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can watch those. They do. But no, yeah. Thank you again, Lindsay, and thank you everybody for listening. Heart of the Stag, you can find out all the information about this podcast at newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can find all of our, our t-shirts, you can find all of our episodes and articles. Find all that stuff there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.